0: Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Leaders Podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to discuss another Vikings victory. Was it pretty all the time? It sure wasn't, especially in the second half, up 20-6, to six, and we knew the third quarter was going to be the third quarter like it always is, especially on the offensive end. Luckily, though, you know, the defense did hold them to a bunch of field goals. And, uh, you know, fourth quarter come around and the offense is flowing. No problem at all. So, yeah, um, then but don't break to the extreme (laughs) when it comes because they really bent it a lot uh, during that game. But, hey, they did their job. Both sides did their job in the red zone and on third down, yada, yada, yada. Um, So, yeah, we're going to talk this through. The, the victory to make us 10-2 now um, over the Jets and uh, made another random quarterback look pretty good. I know he's had other 300-yard games, but golly, he almost went for 400 on this one. Um, you know, that when I think about it, 58 attempts, though, you should probably be over 400. Maybe I'll just try to make excuses. But we will definitely talk this through. Then, of course, um, with an opportunity to clinch the division, at Detroit we'll preview and predict that game. Um some people are calling it a trap game. Uh it, it's obviously going to be difficult and uh you know, especially during Zimmer's time for the most part, we pretty much handled Detroit. The last few times we've played them and especially with this new coaching staff, it's been shisty. So it is a shisty one, no doubt about it. But we'll preview and predict that and then Per usual, we'll close the show talking a little college football for our Minnesota Gophers program who now have a date in a destiny in pinstripes. And then everybody calm down every year this happens now. Calm down on the transfer portal. Guess what? You you have more leave right away than you bring in. You know? That's how transfer portals are. Because all you gotta do is hit the button, put yourself in it, and then you're probably gonna leave. You know, so we got to see, just like every other team, how many people are going to enter it. Because first, this was the first technical day you could enter it. So a lot of it was just anticipation. Now, you know, back in October, you could as well. But it's just people freaking out like, oh, oh, how are we going to just calm down to take a little? I'm going to give you some examples of, you know, four and five star recruits leaving much higher level programs um than us gophers. So just just take a deep breath. Okay. Anyway, if this is your first time listening to the Purple People Eaters Podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope radio. However, you don't have to go to ropedope and and blog talk and download the show there or listen to the browser if you don't want to. There's a variety of ways to listen to this Purple People Eaters podcast. Under Ropa Dope Radio, it's on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Player FM, um, Stitcher, Google Podcast, uh, Amazon Music is another place, along with a variety of pla- you know places to check it out. Also, the living in Loserville at um, the Spricker page. Um, we also have a Spotify now uh, as well that Aaron could tell you about with a little bit more detail. One more thing though. If you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have, you're not quite happy, I got something for you. It's called DirecTV Stream. The prices start as low as forty nine ninety nine for two months. If you go with the choice or ultimate package, that gives you three free months of Showtime Star Cinemax in Epics. That's a savings of $160. It's the best of live TV and on demand. There's no annual contracts, no hidden fees. Plus, you get to enjoy your regional sports networks as DirecTV Stream. Okay, gonna go ahead and bring in the co-host here, Aaron. And you know, it's the old saying a win is a win is a win, and in two thousand twenty two compared to two thousand twenty one, I guess we'll take it however it comes because that six and eight record one score games was very frustrating and not as you know, much more frustrating losing than the frustration you can kind of feel mostly in the third quarter in the last seconds of the game, my
1: friend. This season is definitely strange in a good way, because like you said, we're getting the W's 10 and two is nothing to laugh at, but you do find yourself asking a lot of questions defense, is and you know, how do we get here? And offense hasn't always been great. And we've had bad third quarters and tough opponents. I think we've played the ninth best schedule this season. Um, And all of us are just kind of looking at each other going, well, now, I didn't even think – we've surpassed most people's uh, prediction for this season's win total, and we have five more games to go. This is very strange. and uh, But then it's – like I said, it's a good strange because it's a bunch of Ws, right? Ten and two was like, that's a lot of wins. So what do you do with that? You know, you, you see the problems. You know they're there. They get covered by wins, and you keep going. And like you said, last year we were having problems in one-score games. This year we appear to be winning them all. It's kind of like waiting for another shoe to drop, but that shoe doesn't drop until you, you know, get beat by 37 points by Dallas or something, and then come back the next week after that and win another ball games. And, and it's just two losses is a surprising amount here at this point in the season. And it's really hard to kind of quantify it um, considering the way the team is played. Um, but like I said, it's a joyful thing because you've got 10 wins and, It's just a little bit confusing, and you can find this podcast just about anywhere you look now, Spotify, iHeartRadio. It's everywhere. It's available. You can find it anywhere. Just look up. We're on on Spotify. Could you
0: give them a little detail on that?
1: Sure. Just go to Purple People Eaters Podcast on Spotify. Um, You can do the same thing on iHeartRadio. I think we're on pretty much every uh, place you can put a a podcast at this point, so it should be pretty easy to find.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The run game was clicking for a good chunk. Obviously, not necessarily <laughs> good old third quarters, but for you know a good chunk of this game, it was one of the better run games that we had uh, so far. I mean, it, it it was it was solid. And when you look at halftime, um, you know we had 16 carries, 94 yards for five nine a clip. 5.9 a clip in two touchdowns. Both uh, Mattson and Inc. Cook had a touchdown. Cook was 10 of 56 or 5.6. Mattson only had two runs, but 8.5. And Jefferson actually had um, 5.5. And I forgot, Cousins had a 5.0 and 2. So, I mean, we were running the damn ball pretty well. Um, that's for sure. That was really good. And, you know, only containing, you know, containing them on the run too. So I thought that was a big key. Uh, Because I think they only had like 30, yeah, 32 yards of rushing, which when you see what they ended up with does kind of make you scratch your head somewhat. Like how in the hell were they down and then they gained all those rushing yards as well? A lot of first downs um, as well. But the passing game, Cousins uh, started out 0-5, a couple overthrows early on. Um, an incomplete. I'm um, third and three. I think on that second drive, either he threw it to a spot that Thielen was supposed to be, or he thought he was supposed to be. Some sort of miscommunication, but uh, overthrows, that type of thing. It got off to kind of a, a jarring start when it came to the uh, the pass game. No doubt, uh, they did kind of finally get through based off that interception, that tip, you know, to Harrison. Good play by the by the youngster Cam there him and, uh, you know, set him up for a field goal. Didn't do much on that drive either. It was 3-3 and then a 14 play, 74 yards, almost seven minutes um, drive. And, and we really needed that. You know, we had uh, J.J. had um, two holding calls on that drive, which was huge. A first down catch by T.J. on a third and three. That was big. Um, JJ had the, uh, the tuck instead of pass, little sneaky run there. Uh, third and five, there's that targeting as well. Um, and Cousins, you know, I even wrote it down on that drive like two different times. He got hit pretty hard on that one. And a few, couple nice runs. I think there was a, the key play was that fourth and two, uh, to Osborne, but Cook got the run 10-3, feeling pretty good, uh, about it. And, And, you know, Forced another punt, and uh, all of a sudden we got another drive. 11 play, 86. Damn near, you know, over six minutes again, it's 17-3. to They got a turnover on downs, which I was a little little wondering why they went for it that early. Got a field goal out of it. Um, it's 20-6 to six at half. It looks like, I think, 0-5, oh, but then 11-14 after that. So, okay, now the passing game's going a little bit. It's 20-6 to six at half. Feeling pretty good, Aaron.
1: You are. You think, is this the game? Is this the game where we get to all breathe a little bit easier and kind of just walk through the second half and uh, not sweat it out for extra points and field goals and all that? But uh, it, it didn't turn out to be that way. Um, you know, these third quarters, these beginnings of third quarters, last year we had the problem of, of entering these, the, uh, the halftime and also the end of the game, the last two minutes was the problem. Uh, this season appears to be something about third quarter here. It's, <laughs> you know, we don't know what they're doing. Have. We talked a little bit off of mic about, you know, what could it be? Are they taking naps? What are they doing? Um, but it's just, I are think you probably have the stats for the third quarter, I don't have them with me, but I'm sure you do. It's just been uh, a consistent, uh, lull offensively, uh and then asking the defense to do a lot. um And even they, the tackling was atrocious in the beginning of the third. Everything was just kind of slowed down. They were a little bit flat. It just didn't seem right, and it's been that way over. I don't know how you solved that. I think you probably, you know, focus on it. But, yeah, it, you know, you kind of saw that coming. But at 20-3, to three, Chris, you're thinking, all right, you know, offense has been dominant. Defense has been holding them. Yeah, um, you really. Keep well. this up, you know. You're gonna walk away with a, with a nice win, you know. Something maybe give up a touchdown, score another one, twenty eight ten, something like that, and you snooze and get on with your Sunday. But you know, in Viking fashion, that wasn't the case.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And if you look at defensively, you know, like you said, we we were putting a lot of pressure on them, and, and you know, it was three different drives: one six or one eight play, one twelve play that went over six minutes another uh, five-play drive that luckily they ended all in field goals. So at the end of that damage of the third, you're looking at, you know, 20 to 15. um, We would get, you know, we didn't get consistent pressure per usual, but we got some clutch, you know, little sacks or pressures, knockdowns, um, either at the, you know, from the corners or safeties or or at the line. I think we knocked down, you know, two or three of them especially down the stretch, obviously, with Zedarius. I remember Phillips got some pressure on a second down. Um, Shelley, you know, got a P- PBU to force it. So um, the red zone, like I said, we're going to talk about the overall stats a little bit as far as good and bad and ugly and all that. But, yeah, man, I mean, you give up three straight drives and the offense ain't doing shit. And, like I said, luckily, they only held in the field goals in the key drive where we really fucked up, we got a first down, it was that we, we went three and out, and then we got a first down, it was a six play drive, but you had Cousins missing TJ for at least a fifteen twenty yard gainer and you're moving the chains and everything's cool, you're past midfield. So and that was one of those plays Cousins early was missing misfiring, but some of it you know, when it came to this game in general, some people really do think that this was Kirk's horrible game of the year, and I didn't see that. I thought he got off to a rough stop spot in it. But I also – I think the worst toss was the TJ toss because he wasn't pressured. He just missed it straight up. Um, whereas the other ones, it, sometimes he's having to let go of the ball earlier and the timing's not right, so it looks more like an overthrow – um, than it really is. But that one, that TJ one, the early stuff, two out of the five, I'd say 0 oh, of oh, 5 were, were him. But the TJ one was really rough. But then, we, so that was bad. And then I think on a third and 13, or maybe he was on a second down, I can't remember, but um Jefferson dropped that ball. So we had two plays that were going to for sure go for at least 15 to 20-yard first downs. And as we know once you get that now all of a sudden you got your second first down and either whichever one would have been an explosive play especially that TJ1 um, it, it was just like well there goes that drive that could have been a field goal so that one was that was the most disappointing drive I thought at that time and then and, and then it's 20 to 15 and it's the fourth quarter so all of a sudden right Aaron they can wake up. Seven plays, seventy-five yards, uh you know, a little over or a little under four minutes, got right back to twenty seven to fifteen. You got a little cushion, you go, Okay, man, sorry about that defense, our bad. We we scored a touchdown when we needed. It it tightened up, now it's a double digit lead, and literally five plays under two minutes, seventy-five yards, just like that, it's right back in the game.
1: Yeah, that was the frustrating thing because you finally got back to a comfortable spot at 27-15. Um, offense came back to life, like you said, and got right down the field, scored a touchdown, got the extra point. I mean, it was all there. And then, uh, yeah, five plays later, huge run by the, by the kid Knight. Um, no terrible tackling, man. I mean, Ugh. it was like, uh, Sendejo again. Everybody's just dive bombing and, and trying to strip the ball instead of, uh, wrapping up. Um, so that was annoying, and and the most annoying thing is you're back into a five-point ball game uh, with the ball, thank God, but uh, obviously it could have gone a million other ways. Like you said, the missed passes in the the third, particularly the one to TJ. I think you're right. That is the worst throw of the day uh, because he didn't really need to do much, put more air on it. So down a little bit, you know, and uh, the other ones you can talk to about, you know, getting rid of the ball earlier or a bad route or, you know, missed timing. Or anything like that but the one that tj was just clearly a bad throw and it would have been a huge throw because he could have ran for forever on that one had he caught it um so yeah i mean what could have been what should have been what would have been and then you end up you know up 12 and now you give up a quick touchdown you're back in the grinder again we're back in in the viking season here and it's just one score game one score game and you just gotta kinda sit there and go, Okay, you know, is this the one we lose? Is this the one you just don't know at this point? Everything's up in the air and, and you're just you're up five, you know.
0: Right. And like you said, that, that broken tackle, forty eight yard run, there was another play where it looked like uh Sullivan was going the combo, the double dip, not the way you want it, the combo of going high and just trying to strip thirty more yards, you know. It just was like, dude, this is really bad now, because aren't you supposed to give up yards and make the tackle? Isn't that what the defense is all based off of? And last week, you know, it was a weird way because they were, you know, 0-3, the, the the offense Patriots were 0-3 in the red zone. We did really good the red zone this week, even better, uh, because there were six trips. But, you know, the, the shitty thing about last week is those, they were from far out touchdowns, whereas this, they only got one touchdown. So, it was really like, dude, what are you doing? You've been tackling so good the whole game. And now the second half in the fourth quarter, you're giving up these chunk, chunk yards. We got lucky that Wilson dropped or was overthrown. Um, that was just as bad an overthrow just on the other side, actually. That's like the only time Pat Pete baby, since week one was burnt on a deep route and he was burnt and they dropped it. Yeah. But, you know, no. Um, davis got you know a first down catch barrios came back but on a third and ten right up the gut hunter forced uh you know a fourth and ten you're like okay here we go fourth and t- okay forget it it's a 31 yard pickup uh shelly was going for the pick I- I- instead of just okay you got it we'll just tackle you I- and it won't be a big one so it was rough man and and you know Obviously, it was nice to make them go on fourth and goal, and, and they, it didn't look like they got it right away. Then they did get it. But, you know, to turn right back around and, and and turn them over on downs and have a pick, so basically two out of three goal line stands to close and damn near really close to a third, you know, goal line stand, that, that was pretty big. And another uh, – just another example of, hey – We couldn't do much because we, as we know with that Buffalo Bills game, when you're that close, you can't really do much there if you're smart, especially if you've got the lead. Um, So we kind of had to give them the ball back there, unless we just get lucky with something. But we had to give them the ball back. And for the defense, which as you mentioned earlier, and we mentioned all last year, the second, you know, second quarter and the fourth quarter, for them to hold, this is just another example of. You know, the offense getting a quality drive when they needed it and the defense being the closer.
1: Yeah, you know, I've given up trying to figure out what this defense is based on. Um All I know is it, it works, question mark, because it's like, well, you know, like you said, you are given up all these yards from 20 to 20, and then you have those goal line stands. You're getting turnovers of timely situations. Uh, so is this a bad defense? I, you know, it's been successful. You could say yeah. you're it's not giving up than a last two years, thousand yeah. points, but you are giving up yards, a lot of yards. And I guess in the scheme of things that that doesn't matter, what matters is points, but it's hard to get any confidence if you can't stop the run when you need to. If you can't, you know, somehow shore up everything over the middle, I mean, maybe that's it. Keep everything contained, keep everything in front of you. Keep everything off the sideline, force everything inside. I mean, that could be what it's based on, but you know, it's it's tough to watch considering we've all come from the old school eight years of Zimmer and, yeah, and how that right. defense ran, and now all of a sudden we're into this giving up these things that Zimmer would his head would explode oh my if God. Uh, if uh, he was giving <laughs> up these type of things, and maybe it's us, you know, maybe the rest of the NFL is living in a world that we didn't live in because we had. Uh, Zimmer defenses for eight years, bad or good, mostly good. A couple last yeah. couple years bad, so maybe that's it. Just getting used to, you know, what the rest of the world has to deal with. But you know, it's tough to watch sometimes because you're like, you just, just, you know, pressure get something. You know, everybody called for blitz. Well, we blitz a little bit more, but yeah. I don't think that's what they want to do. You, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, nice to get the the goal line stands. Like you said, could have been three. You know, it's been a while, I think, since we had, well, no, I mean, we, we put up a couple this season, but, uh, you know, to get two in this game is pretty good. Um, and then the turnovers, you know, always good to have the turnover, especially if you're not, you know, giving up any turnovers. Um, yes. always going to help you win is that's just what it seems to be. It comes down to like vets and situations at the end. I don't, I wish they could do this and, you know, run away with it, but <laughs> okay. it just seems like, you know, They keep getting the situations. A vet comes up, makes a play, or, you know, I guess Bynum's not really a vet, but he made a big play at the end. And that's what we're going to live with, I guess. It's got us to 10-2. and Um, You can't complain about it, yet there's so many things to complain about inside of it. So, it's you know, it's frustrating, man, to watch. It really is. This defense is tough to watch, yet, you know, it works somehow.
0: Yeah, and we could have probably had two more picks, too. Uh, Harrison almost jumped one, and and then we had a player, you know, two players run into each other too, which ended up a drop. You're right; it's it's just all over the place. They give up way too many yards. They only had one sack, but then again, this week we got eight hits on the QB. You know, we had 13 pass breakups, and I think two of them were at the line. Um, it's just that could, and you're never going to have consistent pressure the whole game, even when we've had those weeks where we're, you know, Cousins get hit 13 times back-to-back weeks so 26 total you still have little moments where you have a little bit of time in there so of course we're not asking for the whole time you're gonna be able to get pressure we know that but i mean it does seem like they do you know come up clutch but you know and maybe take a little bit more um you know a little more chances for blitzing in the fourth quarter when those guys are fresh but once again Wilson this time a number one receiver not just having a nice day six catches eighty eight yards. no no uh-uh. and it could have been two hundred if he caught that ball or if it wasn't an overthrow I should say so I don't know man like the run game like I mentioned you know it's what did I say thirty eight yards in the first half I mean they ended up with hundred and twenty in the second half when they're down it just but then again you flip the you know you flip it and you're like well one of six in the red zone, six on third down, you know, it's like, holy shit, they force five freaking field
1: goals. But then they go three of 16 or whatever on third down and give them a fourth and 10, you know. Right. And stuff like that. It's like, it's so erratic, man. And like, you know, you just made a good point. It was like, well, if you, I forgot the point, man, but it's just, it's never, oh, here's the point, that throughout their, Earlier parts of the season, Chris, it was a really, you know, I guess you could say, uh, porous defense in the first half, tighten up in the second. True. Yeah. This time around, we're going tighten up in the first half, right. kind of porous in the second. It's like, I prefer you do it in the first half, but now it's leaking into the second half, and maybe because of emphasis, so we got to shore up the first half defense, and then so they did, and now they're going right. you know, to give it up. So I guess you get one half a good defense, you pick your poison.
0: Yeah, and then, like, the last two drives, you know, only inside the 20 or 10, though, you know. So, yeah, it is. It is messed up, dude. And then, like you said, on the flip side, on offense, man, I mean, the run, the, the thing we've been talking about, we do want to run the ball more. Uh, if you if you have a pass rush that's killing your quarterback, guess what? You Run more, you know, run a little bit more. And, and we have, I think the difference in pressure lately has been the blind side. And that might be part of why – we wondered, you know, how – when is this going to affect Cousins? Because <laughs> at some point it's got to. Um, and maybe some of those misfires were that. I got to get rid of the balls. Just fuck it. I got to get it, you know. I, I'm just going to – I, I got to do it because I want to try – my best chance is to get rid of it right now. Um, but 9-18 to on third down, 3-3 red zone. Like we said, that mix of passing, 1. 8, well, 128, 4.4 4 a clip um, that's damn good. And, and yeah, we gave up, you know, only two sacks, nine hits. That's a little too much, but some of them were like pretty damn nasty, but then in the same breath there was some clean pockets in there. So I don't know. It, I mean, and once again, the physicalness, are they going to be able to get, are the cornerbacks going to be able to get away with this physicalness in the playoffs? I, that yes. just does make me wonder. And in the stretch of, Four games against quality teams against some of the you know all all four of them were top ten and I think three out of the four were top seven defenses. Um, so we came out of this like, hey, three and one is pretty good because we remember having that conversation of two and two wouldn't be the worst thing in this stretch. So yeah, it's just a mixture of everything. Like you said, the win total you had nine, I had ten. They already t- they already matched it. So how 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 much can we criticize this team? can we nitpick? yeah I think we're, we should be able to nitpick because some of this stuff's obvious. we've kind of detailed that but also we got to step back and go well hold on here dude you know it, we have like a, a two more year window on this current roster let's just see how this season plays off and what we can do to improve it, it, it it's just all over the place man but uh
1: this is that's been specific- a hell of a ride. Right, that's the situation where Chris is like, had not be or had it not been for a ten and two record, Chris, these nitpicks, quote unquote, would be glaring issues, right? If yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're, you know, yes. six and whatever, is that's mm-hmm. a glaring issue, but it's all covered up by this ten and two, right? And so yeah, you say you question, are they gonna get physical in the playoffs? Absolutely, they always let them play in the playoffs. Is that going to be a big problem? Now, here's the flip side of that: is that Jefferson has enough power, star power now, where he's going to get calls. Right. But is that going to give Thielen calls? Is that going to give uh, Osborne calls? Yeah. Is that going to give Hawkinson calls? DJ, yep. Probably not. So you got this this balancing thing. Plus, you, you know, you you can't stop the run really when it counts, um, right. and that's going to be a problem, especially if you run a team. But you know, then again, our running game starting to come on, come on uh, later in the season, as we said it would. Um, you can't just throw, you know. I think 58 attempts for Mike White. I mean, I think we don't we don't do that. <laughs> that's but, that's
0: over the top, dude. I mean, that's so maybe 50, I gotta 60. say maybe maybe holding them under 400 is good if you didn't right. did do the damn thing 58 times.
1: And they, and their running stats weren't bad either. I mean, they got a couple of big great. runs, and that's what yeah. did it. But right. still, you know, it's we're still kind of waiting for it all to kind of uh, uh, gel together into something we can kind of identify offensively. We have more of it. We kind of know what we're going to do um, and what we want to do defensively. It's like, can we just find something? Are we a pass rush defense? Are we a good secondary? Are we uh, run stoppers? Are we, you know, what, what is it? Is it overall just defense? It's just really, really strange. I don't think I've ever witnessed a season where the defense was, was like this. Um, And maybe that's, You know, I'm done coming up with reasons. It's just, you know, you'd say, well, you'd want it to change, but here they are, like you said, Chris, they're making plays at the times that they need to make the plays. So can you really complain about, which is a nitpick, but in a, a season where you've got five wins here instead of 10, these are glaring issues and people's heads are rolling and it's a totally different thing. So everything's being covered by these wins right now. It's a fun season to watch because you are winning, but if you were to, you know, change the record a little bit, and then look at the team. Last you year, know, it's a much different story.
0: Yeah, it really is, and it's like you know, reality and perception, and how much expectations keep growing and stuff like that. For obvious reasons, no, no doubt, the the, the, the criticalness right. goes up. Right, I have
1: no Honestly. part of me, no part of me, and I've heard this uh, all over the internet and on the media. And interrupt you, but. No part of me says this is a Super Bowl team. Right. Yeah. But would I be surprised if they ended up there at this rate, the way the season's going? I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm not going to predict that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not, you know, right. That's not something I'm willing to say, but apparently people feel free to say it. It, just doesn't, it doesn't have the makeup offensively or defensively of a Super Bowl team as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, and and that's where it's like, well, and that's that perception and reality. The reality is we're not a Super Bowl team on paper, right? Uh, heading into it, and then watching how we play, how these games played out. So, and we have a sample size now, right? It's a it's a big ass sample size. I mean, twelve games is a lot. So, this is who the club is. It's improved since last year. Let's not forget how much issues we've had at cornerback. If if Cam Dansler which he is going to come off the IR. Um, If he had played all this time, he'd be making more plays back than the other guys. Evans got hurt pretty well. He unfortunately got a second concussion. I hope he, you know, we're going to keep him out for a while now. Unfortunately,
1: which but is unfortunate because I think he's a starter. Right, I mean, but then healthy, again, he plays he well.
0: Got, yeah, he got abused in this game though. I mean, he gave up nine catches, hundred and some odd yards. I mean, I'm just saying this is his first year playing. You know, extended plays. So I'm not even blaming him or nothing like that at all. Same with Shelly. These guys do make enough plays back, back considering the scenario. But I would say Cam is better than those two just based off experience. You know what I mean? But that's what we liked about Cam was he made plays back. And so you thought this guy could be a pretty good, uh, corner and he probably is the number two starter, uh, especially with Pat P barely getting thrown at. Um, but I agree. I- Evans and Shelley have shown something. Evans more, but it, you know that's not who we had starting. Is my point. So it's kind of like, damn, you know, we got to keep that in the place. So that's why you know the expectations keep going up and all that. But I can't get too mad because it, we are what we are. Man. I mean, we are what we are exactly. right now. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's what kind of pisses me off about some of these media members who were ready to trade eight players. You know, no. and it's like, well, hold on. Don't get too critical then. If you thought, blow the fucking team up. Well, don't worry about a 10 and 2 then and act like we're. My point is, like, if we're not a Super Bowl contender, like a legit, legit contender, no. then, then treat it like that, though, too. You know, right. let, let's not get over the top, but, you know, at some point, let's win a game by 10
1: points. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's hard not to not get over your skis. Okay. This is the this like it's, it's just goes back to the record, man. I mean, at ten and two, you should be a Super Bowl contender. You know, you yeah, should on nice. paper, yes, yes. right. Yes. Because you're going to have good seeding if you continue this pace. Um, you, you, so you're aligning yourself in that, but the makeup of your squad. And I think you really nailed it when you said, "Well, this is the squad because this is the squad." But then you go, "What is this?" You know, right. it's hard to, to offensively. Yeah. We're skill positions off the charts, offensive line. Hopefully league average, probably a, a notch below, you know, just because of the interior yet right. we're getting runs when we need them. We're a running game starting to pick up. I think Madison's power is helping more than Cook's speed at the moment. Um, just to kind of balance that offense. Obviously, yeah. you've got weapons on the outside. So there is something there offensively, but it's not the whole package. Defensively, yeah, yeah. you have parts and pieces, but you don't have the whole package, and you've sustained some injuries where it's a problem. I mean, it's kind of going around this point, but, you know, in order to be a super contender, you should have something, a calling card. You know, we just don't have that. I guess our calling card is you know, – close-ass games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bend but don't break. If and, it's
0: close – we're going to you know, be right there. If it's not, we're going to get our ass kicked. Well, you know, that, that's basically what it is.
1: But it's all masked in ten and two, where you should be a seeding contender, you should be a playoff contender, yeah. you should be all these things, and so it's very confusing as to how. If you look at the team, you say this is a this is a five hundred team with a ten and two record that keeps on winning. So it, yeah, it's we can go on for days about how uh, what an anomaly this is, but it is what it is. This is the squad. That is the record. Uh, proceed.
0: I mean, and I think it also the clean wins. Well, one clean win and one ass whooping by the the other two top teams in the in the conference. You know, so that 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 kind of humbles you right there. Like, well, that was one of those games were at home. You know what I mean? So it's not like they're both on the road. Um, and speaking of on the road, with an opportunity to clinch the NFC North division. The Vikings head on the road to the Lions. Um and like I mentioned, you know, Zimmer pretty much handled them. It's funny though, that thirteen and three year, I remember it was fourteen to seven. And they it just looked flat. It looked like shit. I think they were that's when they turned they were two and two and it was like, Man, like fourteen to seven? And we got beat by the Lions? I think it was something like yeah, it was a low scoring game. And it was like, jeez, you know. But even during that year, uh I think the other game, we blew them out, But for a long time beyond that game, we dominated uh, Detroit, like something like 6 or 7-0, oh, uh, a stretch there for a while. But, man, since that new coaching staff took over, and, yeah, you can look at how many yards and points they give up. It's bad. But their corners uh are super physical. We saw it in the first game, seen it the last couple. And, and when you look at this, you know, the game um earlier this year, down 14 to zip down 24 uh, to 14 midway through the fourth quarter. Um, here's the key. Don't get down early double digits in this game. Um, you know, we weren't good on uh third down two a nine, one of two on fourth down, but neither were they, they were horrible on, on third down three of 16. However, and that was the one that was killing us four of six on fourth down in that game. Um, so that, those are keys. Don't get down 14 to zip early to this team. Uh, they've now won four out of the last five games. They had a close loss to the Bills. You could say Chicago, Green Bay, Jacksonville, okay, but, you know, they beat the Giants as well. So they, they are hot, you know what I mean? Um, and even the last game running the ball, you know, 25 carries, buck 23 for the Bikes, man, that's good. But they had 35 carries for a buck 39, you know. So even that it's one of those things where they give up 100, almost 150 yards rushing. So if we're not heavy with Cook and Madsen, it's a mistake. It's a mistake because if you got physical corners, if you got some guys that can get off, it seems like almost everybody has at least an edge that can get to the quarterback now in the league. Most, most teams do anyway. They don't have the front, obviously, of the last – I guess you could include Washington that game too, so the last five games – Uh, So that is going to be interesting as we go. And, and, you know, not to talk beyond this game uh, because I think it's going to be super tough. I looked at the defenses left. None of them are great, and all of them give at least uh, 120-plus yards on the ground. So maybe we don't get to 150. Maybe we get to 120 again. But we got to stick to the run so we can play action. And some of that roughhouse stuff and the physical play on our on our wide receivers, well, they're going to have to take away that run at some point, especially if it's a, a close game or we got the lead and we can run. They're going to have to take some risk. Uh, so, yeah, all, their defense sucks, sure, but their corners were making it tough on us. And, shit, I mean, you can even go back to the damn, like I said, the last few games. I mean, they, they didn't have a win. I think they're zero and six or whatever. They won on the last second, and then our only win against them last year was a nineteen and seventeen. We pretty much were doing our job for most of the game, but we weren't finishing drives, so it kept them lingering. Next thing you know, we're down seventeen to sixteen, I think, and within like thirty or forty seconds, we had to go back and win the game on a on a on a on a field goal and in the last second. But if you look at how that game went, yeah, it was nineteen and seventeen. We had to score with 30 seconds left on the clock. And then you even go back another year, and this is a Stafford, but 37-35, to we closed the game out in style 10-play drive, five minutes, just to keep that lead. But this shit has been really, really tough lately, Aaron.
1: Yeah, it seems like we're uh, Detroit Super Bowl in a sense. Yeah, you mentioned last year's game. That's where the Simmer... Cousins uh, altercation slash yeah, that's uh, right. getting excited. Like, um, yeah, Chris. I mean, you got to run the football here, especially this time of year, as well as uh, the stats you laid out about it, as well as this line, Chris, is a relic of the passage is built to run the football uh, theoretically, right? We running team. We got like, small guys that can run block and. You know, I think Derrissaw, the rumor is Derrissaw will be back this game. I'm a little bit iffy on that. I mean, see Caleb Evans get his third concussion makes me kind of want to hold Derrissaw back. I mean, he's kind of a, the next 10-year left tackle uh, if you don't need to his bring him back. His
0: third or second one?
1: I think it's his third, and uh, th- he had one, and then he had another one, and then another one. If, I, I, I saw it I on he a He got thing. one
0: and then got held out for two, three weeks, and then
1: mm, did and he then had he, one early, early in the season? I think so. He went into Ooh. protocol. Okay. Um, But I'm not 100%. I just saw something on the Either internet way, about that. It. So, I mean, I'm saying don't rush Daris on back. But if he's ready, uh, this is a great game to have him back because Detroit's defensive line is formidable. They've got a lot of pieces there, uh, Hutchinson, the inside guys. It could get ugly in there, uh, especially it's so familiar with our three on the inside. So, you know, run the ball will help a lot there. And if you can successfully run the ball, uh, that just helps out everything, time of possession, everything, you know, uh, they got good corners. Um, like you said, and you know, defense, although it's crappy, they can rise to the occasion as well at times. And obviously, like you said, we're running into these hot teams now. You know, we run into the Jets. They were hot. Uh, the Lions here are hot. The Bills were hot until we played them. So, I mean, we're, we're getting everybody's best. It seems like coming down the, the road here. So, um, you know, it's hard to tell what, like I so said, we're one point favorites, uh, on the road in Detroit, which puts us like four points favorite. You know. That has changed though. That has changed. Okay. What's it now then?
0: Well, it opened mostly at one, but some had it two, two and a half. Okay. It, well, it was even last night and now we're a one point underdog. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. So it's moved. It's right. moved.
0: And that either means sometimes the big sharks can put a little something down and then people will follow right away, which helps move it. And then they'll go bonzo on the other way and be like, okay, cool. Perfect. Bam. Now I'm going to eat really eat. So it can go either way, you know, but yeah, we are technically a a one point dog
1: now. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just, you know, part and parcel of the way the season has gone. Um, you know, Vegas probably sees the same thing that we've talked about. It's like we it just doesn't look like what it is. Um nonetheless, you know, we beat Detroit earlier. It wasn't a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. Um Detroit will be up for this one. It's like we're gonna have to get used to taking people's best shots now because of our record, because of the time of the year it is. Everybody should be peaking, playing their best ball in December. Theoretically, that's how it's supposed to go. And for us, it should be the same way. So um I I like us here. I think we win. Um, I think it's going to be the same as it's been with the Lions, Chris. Close down to the end. Um, field goal at the end, you know, long sustaining drive to, to end the game. Uh, you know, turnover at a timely, uh, moment. I just think it's going to be something like that. I'm going to take the Vikings here. I think close, you know, by three. Um, I don't think it's going to be a runaway at all just because this team doesn't do that. We had a chance to do that on Sunday. Didn't do it. Um, So I just don't know if they're capable of it. So I'm going to go with what I consider my chalk, and I'm just going to say Vikings by probably no more than four. And, you know, again, if we uh, make all our extra points, that should hold up. And we got in that situation last game, Chris, where I had to pick. uh, I took Jets by three, and my choice is at the end of the game either it's going to be a Jets win by two or the right. Vikings win. And I got to go by, you know, I got to take the Vikings win on that one. So hopefully we don't end up in that same situation. But, yeah, I'm going to go Vikings by three Um simply because, like you stated, uh we should be able to run the football. And if we can do that, we can control the clock, keep our defense off the field. And that should be a recipe to win.
0: And, by the way, for the record, we have to say Joseph hit a 50-yard field goal. It was it was five in a row he had missed. It was one of six on the season. Let's see what happens after
1: that. They brought in competition. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's 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 uh I'll drop the subject though, so we don't wanna we don't wanna change <laughs> something. Um but yeah, like you said, Evan's out. Uh there is a chance that Danzler could come off the IR and be ready to go activated. Um it's it's in that time frame now. Uh but there's a there's a good chance it'll happen this week. We'll know more on Wednesday, their first practice day. Um, but either way, whether it's this week or maybe next week, it sure would be nice to have him back. And then Darius, we'll see. You know, there's a good chance that he can be back, but you know, let's see. We don't really know that. That's a, that's a in between on that one, and that makes a big difference. You know, obviously as well. Um, so I'm going. I'm going to go the Lions. I'm going to go with an upset. And I do think it'll be a tight game. But just historically speaking and just in general, like at some point the shit's going to catch up to you. And when they have, you know, it's one thing, you know, it's one thing to play a bad defense with a very mediocre to poor offense, which is what a lot of the teams beyond this, the Colts, the Giants, the Packers, the, you know, the Bears, oh my, those are all really, you know, mediocre um offenses that give up, run. whereas this, that's not the case here. I mean, it, these, they got like multiple receivers that were lighting our ass up. So I'm going to go with the, well, I suppose it's not an upset now because we are technically, well, we'll see Sunday by the time, you know, where, where the line goes, but I had the lions pulling the minor little uh, win here. 30, you know, 28, 27, uh, Thirty to twenty-seven, twenty-six, twenty-four, something like that. I'm just going off of if we're in another tight game. We have nine of them now. Been in nine. You know, only one game where we won by double digits, and that was the first game of the year. So I'm actually going to go on the ups. I'm going to pick a little bit, a little bit different. Um, so I'm going to go with the Lions getting the dub. Um, but I like our chances regardless, win or lose uh to close out the the season pretty strong, just based off you know uh, we better run the damn ball, like you said if we can run the ball and, and maybe this is finally the you know the week that we win by ten or fifteen or seventeen points, whatever, but I don't know, just because of their what they can do offensively um, I, just, well, I
1: like where you know I like where your head's at there, but you know I felt that way a week ago, and they passed my test i that's my that was my rationale for for picking the jets. But you, forever, but you can't last for.
0: But you picked them on the show. You didn't pick them.
1: Right, but throughout the week, I thought to myself, you know, this can't last. It's gonna, sure. it's gonna. The other shoe's gonna drop. Someone's gonna expose this team, and yeah, they did to a certain degree. But we came out with the win. It's like okay, well, I, I just I'm done with that. I gotta. So I know where your head's at. I, I've been there, and I, I just feel like you know, it could go that way. Definitely. I mean, they, my boy Jameson Williams is back. Um, he didn't get a lot of snaps this time, but you know, that's a new wrinkle in the Detroit offense that could be a problem. So I definitely feel what you're at. I just feel like, you know, I'm not going to go against the Vikes this time because it's just, they keep winning, man. Come hell or high water. Mm, Yeah. No doubt about it. No
0: doubt about it. So, um, so yeah, it's, oh yeah. And then obviously let's hope we get the dub. 11-2, Eleven and two, man, that'd be phenomenal. We are gonna start to line up. Um, you know, start to look at the playoff pitchers, start to really break down what the Cowboys and Philly and, and the Niners have left and, and what the first round could look like and all that. But, you know, we don't really wanna go too heavy on that stuff. There was, I did get a message about Jefferson and Moss. And when we were going over those Jefferson stats, and I think they just heard the first part of it. Maybe they did that 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 got them to where they're like, "Don't do the comparison." And we 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 clearly said that Randy Moss was better than Jefferson. So I'm not sure. And to, and just to go over some stats, yes, the yards through the first three seasons are more and are going to continue to be more. But the key there, Randy had 43 touchdowns to um, Jefferson's 22 in his career. So. Yeah, so that, that maybe that helps you out with a stat that goes the way with what we actually said. Um, so, yeah, j- just a heads up there. Um, and then the Gophers do play Syracuse on mm-hmm. the road because it is it's not a home game, but, damn, they don't have to drive far. Um, in Yankee Stadium, the old pinstripes, I-, I think we are a minor favorite. Speaking of run game, they do not stop the run. So if they want to load up, we should be able to hit them with our new and improved quarterback here. So um, it's a great chance at nine wins. And if you can get, you know, the old three out of four years, nine wins hasn't been done, you know, uh, since 1905. So just everybody calm down. And another thing, the transfer portal technically opened today, right, and it closes the, the 18th. Then it closes all the way till after spring. So you're never go, cause you gotta know who's in there. So you're not gonna just start taking random dudes just to be like, oh god, oh we better fill it now,
1: we got too many people.
0: It's like a ship sail, you know, sinking or something. It, it, the, 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 every year now this is gonna happen. It's like just, just take a couple deep breaths. We know, we know we lost, you know, we're not used to losing uh, quality depth. Okay, we're not used to that, but uh, just for the record, like Oregon lost a five-star let me repeat that five-star linebacker in 2020 he only played in 10 games started two okay so that shit happens to uh the uh, Florida State has got the active leader in tackles he's been there for like 3 years he's transferring the dude's are a stud you know so just calm down the the uh uh, Braylon Allen, is, he might go to Notre Dame, Michigan, Texas, out of Wisconsin. He was like a four-star. He's not only a four-star, but, you know, he did really good so far in college. He's going. Miami's going to lose or they're going to gain someone that was a four-star from someplace else. Like, oh, yeah, Oregon's losing a guy who only played in two games. He, he was a four-star. You know, a bunch of people after him. Like, if these programs are losing that type of, why in the world won't we leave, lose a, a fourth or five, fifth guy that for next year? You know, and also I, I, the biggest surprise was the uh, the, the nickel guy who, who could play six, Dixon, right? Yeah, Dixon. Mm-hmm. Dixon. That, that's the one that surprised me because he was getting on the field. He was a nickel guy. He was the rover. So obviously, he felt like he wanted to be a full fledged safety. Okay instead of that other position. But when you have Tyler Newman coming back, one of the best safeties in the country, and then, you know, you also have Darius Green who played more and also Bryson Coleman who played more than him at that position, what are you going to do? I understand why they want to go. I get it because they, they feel like, well, I've already proven I can do something on a power five, you know, uh, an upper half anyway, not lower half, but upper half. Uh, power Five, cool. I get that, but but let's just calm down. You know, we have three other safeties, and he wasn't gonna overtake some of these guys. So, you know, it, it just take a deep breath. I mean, the Oklahoma State quarterback who's who started for four years, he Spencer Sanders, he's in the transfer portal, dude. So Grant Mertz. I mean, he's come on, dude. Like, just just let it happen. OK, it's difficult, it,
1: it, Chris, though. I it, mean, it's it is
0: it is it's,
1: it. But this is college football now, you know, yeah. take it or leave it. I I think I had a, a Twitter exchange with somebody about that was like, you know, this is it, man. And unless you have a better alternative, you can't keep not paying these kids. You can't keep not, you know, just milking their talents for billions of dollars and they get nothing from. Them. I mean, you have to do and something. You also new.
0: can't play them just because they're a four star either. And right? Absolutely.
1: Right. You so, know. This is the face of college, and you can't stash depth anymore. That's right. Yep. What's that's happening? We lost Bucky last year. We lost Kai. We lost a bunch of defensive linemen. We still had a decent season. We didn't completely melt down. It's just the way things are. And you're gonna lose some. You're gonna gain some. Um, that's that's college football now. I hate to call it free agency, but essentially, you know, it's what it is. And you're just going to have to deal with it. It sucks because we've had 105, 110 years of uh, indentured servitude. But right. now, you know, right. it's not that anymore. Right. This could have been anymore.
0: solved a different way, you know. But it right. wasn't.
1: And so this is it now. You know, these kids are free to make their decisions. They don't have to wait that transfer year. They're going to take advantage of it. And that's, uh, that's it. It's It's, you know, it's a change. Change is tough, but that's the way it is. And I I think you just nailed it with the transfer portal. Just calm down because this one opens and this one closes. Another one opens, another one closes. You're going to gain, you're going to lose. That's how it is. That is now. You still got your recruiting. You still got your stuff. Now just recruiting has to go to players that are already established. And like you said, everybody from everywhere is leaving. Uh, Grant Mertz is leaving Wisconsin. And we've had Um, back-to-back
0: years where we got a Clemson D tackle You think they like that?
1: No, they don't. And it's, you know, that's it. And so, yeah, I mean, you have a better handle on it than me. I think you follow college football on the whole a little bit more than I do. But, you know, it does take some getting used to your casual fan. But once you yes. realize what it is, um, you know, you just something you have to deal with. And I, I think overall, like you said, it could have been handled maybe a little bit different. You could tweak the system a little bit differently. But for right now and considering what it was for the last 110 years, I think you're in a pretty good spot.
0: And remember – when you have a good recruiter like we do, we have now, uh, uh, you know, the ability to bring in former four-star guys that would never be on our roster ever, ever, ever. They just will not They obviously had a chance to, and they chose Notre Dame or so, you know, Michigan or whatever, you know. And I get why. I'm not. I'm not saying, oh, oh, you left. You left the seat. You left the state, man. What's up? Or maybe you know some of them aren't even leaving the state, but. Some of them are from, you know, outside the state too. But we're now getting guys in that we wouldn't even have on our roster. And we have good development at every level pretty much. So it's like, don't forget that part that we actually now – get. okay, so we lost our our third safety who was playing nickel. And now we know why Beanie Bishop was playing nickel in that last game. It's like, <laughs> yep. aha! That makes more sense. We only lose one corner and we still got our number one Wale back. He's here. So we, we, we got three out of our four starting uh, defensive backs back. So, okay. If you're going to cry about that, we're going to lose one linebacker, maybe two. Um, We lost our, so there was three guys that played in front of um, the guy who left, who is, you know, look like some solid depth that might turn into a starter but he hasn't seen the field. I, I understand he was a four-star, but he hasn't seen the field barely. And if you got three guys, I think two of them are uh, redshirt sophomores. both of them, and, and Joiner in uh, um, the frickin' starts with an S, uh, not Swagger, but uh, I can't remember the guy. It's a funny yeah, kid. But anyway, that guy, and then the transfer we got from Tennessee, who's a I think he's still got a, another year or two eligibility. So this guy looked at him like, hey, I'm the fourth defensive end, and I'm battling with someone before that. So he moved on. But let's not act like we're losing the whole freaking kit and caboodle.
1: You well, know I mean? He, PJ has shown that if you cut through the depth chart as a freshman, you're going to play. Oh, yeah. I mean, Wally, you know, Wally's an example yes. of that. You know, so it's not like he's you know holding guys down because they're freshmen. If you can play, you can play. You're going to hit the field at some point in the season. And don't forget, we get Quinn Carroll, a tackle last year. There's a four-star receiver coming in from Wisconsin. So it's a give and take here. It's not just a take. And you just gotta kinda yeah. wait and see. I mean, we've got, the, we got the linebacker a couple years ago played really well for us for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you're gonna get guys. Now you might not get what, you know, Alabama's gonna get or now what Colorado's gonna get with Prime, cause he's a name recognition. He's probably gonna get some pretty nice transfers, but at the same time. we never got those guys. We right? never got those guys to begin with. So, you know, you're going to get a little – you hope that you break even, I guess, is a good way to put it.
0: Yeah, that that is a great way to put it. And and honestly, like, some depth, sure, but if a guy could be here for a one-and-done or, or even two years eligibility, man, he could fill, it, fill a hole, and it's probably better depth in general. So, yeah, everybody just calm down. This is what it's all about. We are different, though. We are a different program, man. Those junior red shirts, that's what we're going to have to rely on. Um, every year, a good chunk of our starters should be right around that sophomore red shirt or, or junior red shirt, so you can get one or two, three years out of them. In that. And that's if you look at Virginia Tech, you look at Wisconsin, look at Iowa, you look at all these teams. Like, why can't we be like that? Well, let's be like that. But this is what it is, dude. You're not going to win pretty all the time, you know. So, yeah, we'll we'll see where we go. But I, I'm not. I mean. Eat, we haven't lost anyone yet. The only guy I thought would go early was the safety that's coming back, because you know, he had a chance to be in the top three, you know, round. So then I thought, hmm, you know, that he may go. You know, you never know, but he's coming back. So just, just, just calm down. We're, we're going to get through this. Let's try to win the bowl game and get to nine wins. Any last thing there, sir?
1: Ah, uh, no. I mean, a pinstripe bowl is what it is. Um, anybody feel like going to new york city over christmas and uh (laughs) it doesn't you know i'm wondering how well we'll travel chris uh we tend to travel okay but it's not like we're going down to you know fort myers or or tampa or anything like that where you're pretty sure you're going to travel just to get people out of the cold but you know i think we'll travel well enough and like you said syracuse is pretty much a home game here and like you said they can't stop the run so you know it should be uh a decent advantage for us as they load up uh, hopefully eighth. And then another point, Chris, quickly before we, free you the show, is that, you know, you, you're under the assumption that next year uh, go for football is going to look anything like this year. And it's not, you're not going to have Mo. You're not going to have Tanner. It's going to look completely different anyway. So new names, and new faces are going to be falling all over the place. And until you get to camp, you're probably not going to know who's who because everybody's going to be rising through the depth chart. So like you said, calm down, see how it happens. Now, if you start losing, you know, 10 guys to one, we can start complaining, you know, about like, okay, guys are leaving, exiting this program at a rate that that's uh, unsustainable, but we're not there. And, uh, you know, you can already feel the effects throughout college football. I mean, you could take a look at the, the four playoff teams and go, well, you know, let's say we're in the old system. Would that be the way that it is? I mean, Michigan, Ohio state, TCU, um, you know, you're going to feel it ripple all the way through college football as it is already. And I think you're starting to see some of the effects of it. And it's going to change a lot as far as like perennial uh, blue blood programs might not stay blue blood programs, you know, things like that. new ones will rise because of weather and money and all these things. So, you know, it's going to change. It's starting to change. And I think just, you know, get used to the change, relax, and try to find a way to enjoy it.
0: Yeah. And we have, there is a rumor circulating that Mike Zimmer will be the defensive coordinator for you-know-who, the Colorado
1: Buffaloes. Or at least, because he did, he wasn't that. Uh, um, dude, we love that stadium. We we grew up with that, right? The, yeah. A, a powerful I, Colorado dude, program. I had a damn
0: starter, Colorado Buffalo starter jacket, dude. Because uh, the enemy. Um, yeah, dude. So he, he might be there. And then also, I just saw this go by, um, Rittenberger, or Rittenberg, I mean, from ESPN. Coach Tim Brewster is going to be joining Dion Sanders' staff, which people will laugh, but as a
1: recruiter, you want
0: to coach the tight ends? Okay, great. Yeah, go recruit. That's exactly, because he was at Bama doing the same thing, not barely doing anything except recruiting, like you said, so... um you know, good good for him. I love that. That would be pretty funny to see Zimmer on there. I don't know. If he couldn't relate to the youth in NFL, oh, boy. Um, you know, he's talking about 18, 19-year-olds. They may not like what's coming there, but you know what? I, I take that back because, you know, he's in the same vein that the head coach. I mean, he's already saying – you know, you're not going to have a phone in my meetings. Please bring your phone to you. See what happens if you bring a phone to my meetings. You know, like, you're not going to have flip-flops. You're not going to, you're going to have your shirt tucked in. You know, all this shit. So he's mm. a discipliner as well, just like Zimmer. So, um, I'm happy for that. That would be pretty cool. And, uh, anyone saying, Oh, Zimmer left his, or not Zimmer, but, uh, Sanders left his old team and the I mean, he put a pretty bright light on that league. So let's just take a couple deep breaths and realize he's a coach, okay? So coaches go up levels. You know what I mean? That's what happens. They they won it last year. They're, they're undefeated. They're going to win it probably again. So they did. And now there's about three new coaches, four new coaches in that league that were, were not there before. And so he did do something for the league. Uh, but to think he was going to stay there for 10, 20 years – that's just not realistic. So everybody calm down on that one as well. But we'll be back next week. Let's hope that we can get the dub, move on to 11 and 2 and get two more home games, uh, for the Vikes. See you next week. Peace.